Avondale give Thunder six of the best. George picks his first win of the season. Branson gets his Sunday craft at noon on Avondale. And I miss a bus. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 10 of the Semi-Pro Potty. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, let's crack a cold one open in this week's episode 10 of the Semi-Pro Potty. Welcome. I'm your host every week, William Chambers, with a fresh beer. And to my right, Branson Gibson, with a fresh beer. How are you? I'm doing very well, mate. How are you doing? I am so good. I so have to say, good. I have, since riding to your house, yes. been dreaming of the first delicious elixir of this beer that I'm about to drink. Yes. So I'm absolutely sorted right now. <laughs> I'm ready very to go? stoked. Yeah. ready to go? Wow. How was it? Everything you could hope it to be? That is delicious. Excellent. I'll tell you what was delicious. Mm. Not just the beers. Mm. Another weekend of exciting NPL Victoria football. Very tasty. As tasty as some of the segues we're now getting into with our podcastery. I feel like like over the weeks, our podcasts have definitely got better in the uh, segue department. Undeniably. We still also interrupt um, segues to to talk about the segues. Well, that's that's it. You've got to acknowledge it. Got to acknowledge it. Yeah, there's a point where it's... That would be like, I don't know, a Mohammed Salah or someone just, you know, having a dribble, and then as he's about to shoot, he says to the... Says to the... there. Oh, my goodness. As That beer straight to my head. Yeah. As have you even had a sip yet? I have. <laughs> Can't you tell? Yeah. So, Salah, as he's about to have a shot, saying to the defender, hey, look, mate, this is going to be a cracking shot. Then he has a cracking shot. Kind of like a... Bay, was it Babe Ruth? Pointed to where he's going to yeah, hit it. Yeah, called his shot. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of thing. Um, and look, that probably segues really nicely into the kit bag section because I'm definitely wearing a Liverpool kit this week. You are, yes. Tell me about it. I'll tell you what. It's not necessarily a traditional Liverpool kit in the fact that it's uh, not not red. Well, it has red on it, but mm. it's it's a, it's bright yellow, which is fantastic. Yeah, but, but not, the, not, but not what you wear, not what you first think of. Sorry, when you think of Liverpool. So mm. why is it yellow, mate? Tell me about it's it. It's an electro yellow, and I like how you say a non-traditional kit, and yet it is definitely from the eighties. So you could say traditional, but sure, let's just mask over that one. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, it, look, Liverpool do this great thing where they actually release, re-release retro kits um, on their store, and so um, me and my mate bought these a couple of years ago. And it's the FA Cup winners kit from I think it was eighty five, eighty six. Nice yellow, and it's got like a nice insignia sort of striped down it to give it some yeah, detail. Yeah, and very then subtle. Embossed sponsor, crown yeah. paints, embossed felt sponsor. More of that. Absolutely love it. It's like a pop up book for basic people who love jerseys. It's good. Happy with it. Very happy with it. Um, and I'm wearing it because Liverpool. Uh, Playing really well at the moment. I don't normally like to run ahead of myself and, you know, talk <laughs> yeah. about it on the podcast, but yeah. it, big win over the weekend, and I'm now getting quite nervous that there might actually be something at the end of this, but who knows? Still a lot to go. So if you hear me starting to get more nervous and drinking more heavily on the podcast, you know why. Because you're thinking more about Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. Branson, what have you got on this week, mate? Well, we've got a little bit of a theme here going on. You're wearing an FA Cup winning, trophy winning kit, as mm. am I. I am wearing a Fulham kit, and this one will forever hold a very, very special place in my heart. Mm. Uh, it is actually an 0809 kit, and we didn't win any trophies that year, but this is the kit that I wore to the 
playoff final at Wembley last year. So it is beer-stained from many celebrations. Yes. It is uh, probably quite stinky, but it smells like victory. Yeah, I mean, we're the only two people in this room, so I I feel like this jersey probably doesn't smell the best yeah. either. But, uh, you know. Um, but it's a lovely kit. I love it. Great kit. Also, good sponsor, like LG. I yep. love going back and looking at um, sponsors, like, you know, when Sega and Sony and stuff were, like, the biggest companies in the world, and they were, like, sponsoring, like, Premier League in the, you know, early 2000s and stuff. Like, LG is kind of one of those ones where it was definitely the mid-2000s era of, like washing machine manufacturers being insanely good at, like, sponsoring major sporting clubs. Yeah, it's very good. Mm. And, I, you know, it reminds me of a happier time as a Fulham fan, but... I actually argue that you've got happier times ahead of you. The Championship is an excellent league. And it is. The, champion, the Premier League didn't work out, and instead of scraping to survival and going through another year of that nonsense... Well, it's... Go back down to a very good league, and, and like you, it's harder to watch. It's, but. Ve- it's very, I don't know, it's better, but it's worse. Like the, I think the championship is the best competition in the world, without a doubt, 100%. And I thought that even once Fulham mm. were in the Premier League, but the fact that they were, we're in the championship means that we're not in the Premier League, and that makes me sad. So it's sort of yeah, like true. six of one, half a dozen of the other. Mm. But anyway, that's enough about Fulham. It means you can't get relegated and then beat Everton again next year. Oh... <laughs> anyway, we're no more Premier League. We yeah. promise. We promise never to talk about it ever again, or Championship, or any other thing other than football in Victoria. Because by God, there is enough to talk about just in this alone. There is indeed. Is um, indeed many interesting fixtures, good results. It's a weird. It was a weird round of games where it was probably we're starting to, send to settle into a bit of a rhythm. There were interesting, like last week, more interesting results than there were games. So we now start seeing yep. games that have more of an impact on the table and form and all of those sorts of things, yep. less the really exciting, you know, 4-3 drama winners. Um, so, Bram, kick us off, mate. You had a look at Pasco Vale 1, Melbourne Knights 3. Um, it's a good result for the Knights. Well, it is a very good result, uh, considering they came into the match having lost their last two games. So they lost at Avondale and then lost away to South Melbourne. Uh, sorry, not away to South Melbourne, at home to South Melbourne in the OG Melbourne derby. Mm-hmm. So coming into this one, you know, they've been in fine form, up the top of the table, want to stay there, needed a win against Pasco Vale, you know, that sort of mid table bottomish bottom team. Good game for the Knights to want to win, and they did. They got the result, which was good for them, obviously, but it didn't start off too great for him. It was actually Pasco Vale who took the early lead. 17-year-old Nicholas Georgopoulos scored again for Pasco Vale. I think that's his fourth or fifth. Yes, I've definitely he's, he's heard got, his name throughout the season. He scored numerous yeah. goals, and it was another cracker from the top of the box. Well struck. Goalkeeper had absolutely no chance. Didn't even move. Uh, gave Paco the early lead after about seven or eight minutes. They actually had a really good chance to go up. 2-0 as well. Bernabeu Madrid had a one-on-one chance, uh, but it was well saved by Kakaron. That would have been obviously... A really good start. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously. Uh, but to be honest, after that moment, I was pretty disappointed in Pasco Vale. Or not disappointed, but just... I felt like once they had that lead, they were very comfortable to sort of sit back and let... 
the Knights come at them. I mean, they had that Bernabeu Madrid chance, but apart from that, it seemed like they were happy for the Knights mm-hmm. to have possession, happy for them to knock it about, and they were just sort of hanging back going, you know, well, come at us. And I don't know, it was just a little bit... I feel like they invited a lot of pressure, and it's sort of like a if little bit... If you're 3-0 up, maybe, but like if you 1-0... Yeah, it's, it's... it's a little bit uninspiring, and you know... Particularly they... Knights as well. Like, Knights, they grab games by the scruff of the neck. You know, yeah. if they see, if they smell blood, they'll go for it. Yeah, and this was in like the 20th minute, so you think you're going, 70 minutes is a long time to hold on to a 1-0 mm. advantage, you know, to sort of park, or not, not necessarily park the bus, but just sort of be content with that one goal. Uh, and it just, it invited the pressure, and the Knights, obviously having a lot of the ball, did sort of step up. Uh, Nick Feely, the Paco keeper, had to bail them out a number of times with some really good saves. But after the break, though, their luck sort of ran out. The beginning of the end really came when uh, Hakeem Alarali gave away a penalty and was shown a straight red card, sent off straight away. Hamish Watson converted the spot kick for the Knights, and then from then on, it just seemed inevitable yeah. that the Knights would go on to win it, and they did. Uh, Offley and Albano scored shortly after the penalty, two goals in 15 minutes or whatever. 3-1 victory, and... It's a I weird mean, one, because that, that first 20 minutes looked positive from Pasco Vale. Like, and it looked like this could be a... When I was watching the, the sort of... I, probably even the first half hour, mm-hmm. I was going like, this probably screams of draw because I knew Melbourne Knights had goals in them and I yep. knew that they would come back when and how, I wasn't sure. Yep. But when Melbourne Knights came back, Pasco Vale just didn't take it up again. They just they just sat on it. Yeah, like and, they had, and they had a couple of sort of okay chances, but Davy Van Skip wasn't involved a whole mm. lot, you know. And it was just, I don't know, for, for them it's a little bit disappointing, I guess. I mean, I mean, you, you take the lead like that, you'd be hoping to go on and win any game that you've got the lead in. And for them it's sort of, you know, an up and down season sort of continues, two wins, two losses now, sort of leaves them towards the bottom of that mid-table yeah. pack. You know, it's still not the worst spot for them. And the Knights are a good team. And for the Knights, it was a good result. I mean, it kept... Kept them in third place. They're just a point by Heidel. Sorry, just a point behind Heidelberg. Mm. And if they'd lost this one or or even drawn, then they would have. You know that gap to top place Avondale and even to Heidelberg just sort of starts to creep open a little bit. Yeah. So, so this is really good. It just it keeps sort of, it tight. It keeps exactly. It condensed. And, and, and it keeps them where they want to be. So good result for the Knights. Yeah. And look, that sort of leads in perfectly as well. Same sort of area of the table. We've got Heidelberg two, Bentley Greens nil. Heidelberg are just in form at the moment. Absolutely. Well, we picked this as match of the round. I think everyone would have, you know. Uh, Heidelberg champions last year. Bentley, I think they finished second last year. And they've both been, you know, two early season picks to be right up there again this season. And this was the big one. So the winner would go second. A loser would drop down. So, you know, plenty plenty to play for for both teams. Um and I was really interested in this one because I think it would... Well, I thought it would show us a great indication of who is legit yeah. and who has more work to do. So the winner, you know, second place, they're going, all right, you know, we might have dropped a couple of games early, you know, whether it's a loss or a Slow draw. form, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, here we go. Beating another title contender, second place is ours. 
Here we go. Yeah, and Heidelberg have definitely put a stamp on it. Yep. Um, you know, the game well, itself. 2-0 winners, yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so the game itself, the bit that I first liked was just a yellow card at the very kickoff. Yeah, well, Harry Noon shown a yellow... What was it? I think it was uh, 15, 16 <laughs> yeah. seconds. That's pretty... That's fast. That's pretty hard to do. I mean... If like, I'm there's playing... maybe three passes, four passes played in that time. For you to be yeah. able to just go heavy on someone and for the referee to turn around and not be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a bit early, you yeah. get away yeah. with this well, one. I'll tell you, a bit of a segue, but I don't mind it when referees do that. I'm not a, necessarily a huge fan of that, oh, yeah. you know, let the players get away with it, you know, because it's early on. So I think I, I don't have a problem with that for the referee. I didn't get a good look at it. Um, I was on the way to the game, but of course the yellow card was so early I actually missed it. And then on the replay, I didn't get a great shot. But anyway, so he was shown a yellow card very early. Uh, a couple of first half goals to Sean Ellis and then to Harry Noon himself. Uh, gave the Burgers the lead. 2-0 lead early in the first half. It was a pretty pretty even game. Both teams had chances. Plenty of spice in this one. Mm. Very fiery, a uh, few hefty challenges. We see that from Heidelberg a lot, though. Like, yeah, well, they're, also... they're, well, they're a very physical team, so yeah. I, have a, I, I reckon it would rub a lot of teams the but wrong way. I, I think that's why they're getting some really good results recently is because they, they're not only are they playing good football, but they're getting under the skin of their opponents a lot. You know, like, we really do see them, and that suits their style of play. You know, they kind of want it to be a fast-tempo game where there are spaces in midfield for them to exploit, you know gaps in defence, they can sort of, you know, exploit those spaces. And I feel like that, the fact that they just rile up other teams really yeah. works in their favour. They've kind of mastered it. Well, but, but in this case, actually, another good segue, it sort of didn't work in their favour because after the break, really early on, uh, there was a... Noon was found and there was a bit of a, a bit of afters ensued, you know, some shirt pulling, grabbing, yeah. all that sort of yeah, stuff. Everyone Handbags at 10 paces. Yeah, yeah. Every, you know, everyone sort of comes in. Uh, but Harry Noon was actually shown a second yellow card for his part in all of that, and he was sent off. So Heidelberg down to 10, and I was at the game, and I, and I reckon everyone else there was sort of like, all right, here it goes. Like, this is going to be the catalyst for a for a Bentley comeback. You know, straight after the half, down two goals, Heidelberg mm. go down to 10 men. If you're Bentley, you just sort of go, all right, let's go right at them. Let's go yep. win this game. And it just sort of never really eventuated for Bentley. I mean, they had some decent opportunities. They, they maintained most of the possession. Mm. But, I mean, again, no real sort of guilt-edged, amazing chances. Their best chance actually came in like the 88th minute from a corner. A uh, little bit of a scramble and a shot hit the crossbar, but other than that, uh, I mean, they didn't—they didn't seem like they were going to get those two goals. Yeah. They, they seemed to be working extremely hard to get one, and then when that didn't come, you know, a second almost they the, got almost, frustrated. Yeah, yeah. Well, almost the opposite of the Knights game, where it was like, oh yeah, you know, Heidelberg. Uh, sorry, the Knights are going to go on and win this after Pasco Vale mm. went down to 10 men. Exactly the opposite. And credit to Heidelberg for, this is the thing. for Heidelberg, resolute defending. Heidelberg yeah. is looking so good now. Like, they really are... Like, they're not... Whereas Avondale are winning pretty, yep. Heidelberg are doing the dirty work, and I yep. really like watching them. Like, they, yep. they, they kind of... They've got a bit of mongrel about them, mm. and they're... And, and the other thing as well is they've got mongrel, and their mongrel has talent. As yeah, well. true. So yeah, like, like they can actually, of a given point in the pitch, put away very tight oh, goals. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. They got some great players. Just that transition as well from Heidelberg from midfield to that front line. 
it de- like I've seen high defenses play against them and get caught out. I've seen you know really like two banks of four really resolutely defending and still get caught out by it. Like they're they're not a one trick pony. Like I do feel like maybe halfway through the season, people can figure out how to play against Avondale because they yeah. are just essentially like get the ball out of midfield with pace out wide with Zini. Mm. Like it, it's not they're not a one trick pony, yeah. but they've definitely got a trick and it's a very good trick. Yeah. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah. But... Well, they, they know what works for them. Yeah. And, I... well, and, and to their credit, so far this year we haven't. They haven't had to resort to a plan B. But mm. anyway, but anyway, going back to Heidelberg here, uh, great result for them because it really solidifies their status, in my mind, as, as genuine contenders. Not, right. that, not that they weren't before, but now you're going, all right, they're, they're a top dog. Yeah. Like, all the other sort of minor hiccups are a, a loss to Oakley. Mm. You know, all that aside, they've beat that was Bentley. was great, though, wasn't it? it, that, was, was, it was, that. that was great. But then on the flip side, you know, oh. looking at Bentley, it just sort of shows that they still have work to do, that they're not quite... They're not... It's not going to be easy for them. No. I, in, I, in the same way it's been easy for Avondale, that they've got more work to do. They could be behind the April as well when their coach goes to Western United. Uh, UL, if he gets dragged away. Sorry, what? Early. The coach is going to Western United? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought Mark Rodan was going to Western oh, United. Oh, no, not the head coach. So, sorry, sorry, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. The Bentley's head coach is going to Western United as an assistant. Ah, okay, cool. So I'm pretty yeah, sure. I was... so, so he's not the head oh. coach, but he's been signed by Western United. So okay. he. Again, same with you, Al. I don't know if they're leaving before the end of the season. How early? I imagine potentially... You'll play through this season because the A-League season doesn't start until... August, October? October? It's September, no. Oh, it's, it's, it's late. Well, I think it's, it's, late yeah, I think it's October, yeah, because now they wait till yeah, the AFL and yeah. the AFL. But, you know, pre-season, all this sort of stuff. But, I mean, who knows? Who knows? So, it could it could be hard for Bentley. You know what I always say, Branson? What? The best pre-season is a season. Right. Oh. Unless you get injured. Yeah, or you're just really tired. Yeah. That is shit. (laughs) Also, nice that you mentioned tired there, because I was chatting to some of the people at Heidelberg. I was chatting to the Heidelberg president, actually, at the games. Name drop there. Uh, The Heidelberg president. Well, he told me, and I can't remember exactly, but apparently the past two years, Heidelberg have played roughly 85 games. Piss off. Yeah. Hang on. Sorry, what was that? What was the time? In two years, 85 games. So, NPL. Cups. Uh, FFA, FFA Cup. Cup and, then, and, and then the NPL Championships. Yeah. So, like, the finals and then yeah, going and playing season. that. So, I mean, this so is they played whole... many games. But anyway, anyway, uh, that was just a little segue. As soon as you said that, it just reminded me of that. I'm also very aware that Heidelberg is a place in the world. And I want to find out who the president of Heidelberg is. Yep. And all I can find is that there is a Felix Mueller. What? Was, yeah. Oh, no, Robert H. Huntington is the 14th president of Heidelberg University. So there is another where Heidelberg it? president. Great. I don't even know where Heidelberg is. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Heidelberg's in Germany. Oh, is it? Good, Great. good cakes out of Heidelberg, actually. <laughs> anyway. Um, we're, getting, we're getting off topic here. South Melbourne versus Hume. Well, yeah. You had your eyeballs on this one. That's Tell me. me about it. Oh my god, I really regret not going to this game. It was a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Back at Lakeside? Yeah, Lakeside absolutely turned it up. It pretty as a picture, that that stadium. Absolutely loved it. Um, the game, it's one of those weird ones where you can see Hume City 2, um, Melbourne, South Melbourne nil, and go, you know, oh yeah, that's a foregone conclusion. You know, that's you know, pretty straightforward. But it was a really, really good game. It was just... 
entertaining. It was end-to-end. The, both teams were just kind of going, you know what, defences, just take the afternoon off, really, and just let people run at you and take shots. So it was, it was a really, really... Interesting tactic. It was, yeah, not a great tactic, but it was really interesting. Um, look, James Brown opened the scoring early on. There was a good run. Um, and uh, he was sort of running in at the back post and just genuinely fell into the ball. And the ball went into the back of the net. Um, but look, James Brown, great striker. He just gets himself in attacking areas. You know, he's there's not much more you can say about him other than he's a prolific number nine. Is he actually number nine? I'm not sure. Uh, he know. plays not, in the number I was nine say, position. At the top yeah. of my head, um, so he got a goal, and then uh, look on the other side of the fence. Chris Aratus was quite menacing. Um, he had a shot that hit the side netting. Um, but Hugh, Hewitt then pulled off a bicycle kick that went really close. So Hume could have actually got another goal from there, and that would have been really cool. Style points. Yeah, love it. And it was actually a well-executed bicycle kick, and it went just a little bit wide. Yep. Like, if that goes in, that is easily my goal of the week. Like, easily. Yep, yep. Um, Then, before the half, there was Marcus Schroen missed a free header from, like, six yards. So, like, of the, of the sort of the balance of chances in the first half, like, I don't really even know what the score could have been. Like, it could have actually been... 2-2 if both teams sort of took their chances. Um, so it was kind of ridiculous. So 1-0 to Hume City at this stage, but it really could have been 2-2. Like, there's the lion's share of chances that were there. Um, second half, really quite slow to start. I think both teams probably came out of the sheds with the instruction of just just stop. Just, like, just, <laughs> this, just, is, this is hectic. This, yeah, is, but this just, is not going to end well. You're all going to get really tired and you're just going to ship goals. <laughs> so just don't do it. Like Start to get the midfield a little bit tighter and like everything. And it got tired for like 15 minutes, but then it just absolutely opened up again. Um, the second goal that goes in, though, is just comedy. Like I, The only way I can describe this is like Renaissance art. Um, wow. Yeah. So, you know how, like, Renaissance art is quite, like... Uh, dramatic. Yeah, dramatic. The scenes are quite, like, rich and composed. You know, there's many things going on. You can read different areas yep. of it. I can't wait for you to tie this back S- together. Yeah, so... <laughs> going. Neither, neither can anyone. Keep going. Um, let me just have a sip of beer. Yeah, I was kind of interested. Yeah, anyway, do it. Okay, so, second goal. There's a good ball over the top. So... Then it's followed up by a poor touch. So it's quite a high defensive line. Ball in over the top. A poor touch mm. puts... I can't remember who it was, was running with the ball at that stage. Um, oh, but he takes it into the box. Then there's falling defenders. He gets a shot off. It gets blocked. It then... The scuffed rebound then loops over the goalkeeper who is scrambling back like a cockroach running for its life. Like, just the least graceful scramble you've ever seen. And while that's happening, James Brown is wheeling away to the corner flag to celebrate. So did he actually score it? Or was it something oh, no, no, he did. He did score well, it, it. But it's like it was a scuffed shot that maybe took a deflection. But right. Like, it was on okay, target. Okay, like, okay, yeah, yeah. You just, like... W- you could slow that down to, like, Benny Hill music and you'd be like, yeah, fair cop. <laughs> like, it was just, it was absolute bedlam and it was a scrappy goal. But, like like I said, the whole game was just thoroughly entertaining for its just ridiculousness. And I feel like that goal kind of typified the game yep. like, quite well. Um, so, look, that was 2-0 to Hume City. It was the final result. But, look, I, I remember just, like, watching the game and being like, I do not want this game to end. I think it's probably the first real NPL game this season where I'm like, do not end. Yeah. Like, do not stop this because I'm so entertained. End-to-end, fast-paced, good chances. Um, and South Melbourne, like, that scoreline does not reflect how well they played. 
Yeah, and that's really unfortunate for South because I feel like they've had a few games Good like performances that. performances didn't yeah, get a result. Yeah, and I mean, well, they the biggest result they've had was obviously the Melbourne Knights win, but, you know, they've sort of been... I don't know, half a team? Not half a team, but like they play like 40 minutes well and they had some good stuff, then they have yeah, some bad stuff, and they've got some. I don't know, they're just, they're not all there. They're not, they don't seem complete. And one, and one stat as well that I think is really, really bad for South Melbourne is the fact that they have only scored six goals in nine yeah. games. So and that's one of the tough. Look, the difference between the two teams in this game was 100% like James Brown. So I think that if South Melbourne have a prolific number nine, like Chris Aratus is good. Yeah. Chris Aratus is a very good forward player. Like, yep. don't get me wrong at all. But like, if they just had like a Liam Boland, a Davey Van Ship, a yep. James Brown, like just that that figurehead of your attack who yeah, can well just find the back of the net, well I think a, South Melbourne would be in a way better position. Well, they've played a Marafiotti up there. One of my favourite names to say in the NPL world. Great name, great name. But, you know, he just hasn't... Yeah, it's just not quick for him. And, and, and if you can't score goals, you can't win games. And six goals in nine games is pretty bad. That's yeah. that's that's really bad. Yeah, that's if, that's a sandwich with no filling. If you're if you're a team like South Melbourne who would be shooting for finals, hmm. that's not good enough. That's not that's not going to get you anything. Yeah, look, the beauty of it is they've had a disrupted start to the season, so I'm sure that they'll eventually you know get some form and ahead of steam. But um, look. Watch the watch the entire game. Don't just watch the highlights. I mean, hang on, no, sorry. Watch the highlights for definitely the second goal. Like, yes. if you're not going to watch the entire game, definitely watch the highlights of the, the Renaissance goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then watch the whole game because it was really entertaining and it was just a beautiful sunbathed afternoon at Lakeside Stadium. Absolutely yep. loved it. Very picturesque. It was. Uh, next game, Port Melbourne 1, Oakley Cannons nil. Got, Will, yeah. tell me about it. I've Port Melbourne say, Sharks. I think Port Melbourne Sharks are... Bolters for my sort of my you, like I've you've liked I've, them all year. You've been, I've you've liked been talking them, yeah. them up all year. I have, and not in a bad way, but no. like in a in a positive way, constructive manner. Yeah, and they're they're sort of starting to come good for you. Yeah, look, they are in results form. Um, the game itself was pretty forgettable. Um, Finn Beekhurst with a cracking strike though. Um, just threw a sea of defenders into the top left. I think their goalkeeper. For Oakley Cannon's got a mitt to it, but nothing nothing was going to keep that out. It was just hit with such venom. It was an absolutely excellent finish. Um, Port Melbourne looked relatively in control, but also could have lost it at any point, and they almost did lose it at a specific point. <laughs> um, well, not lose it. They almost dropped points. Um, so there was late drama. Oakley, massive shouts for a penalty in the 94th minute. Yep. Um, Kyle de Godoy... I believe that is his name, pronounced correctly. Uh, it hit his arm. It, it's a ball into the back right. post. He goes to sort of header it clear, and he's just misjudged it, and it hits his arm yeah. and goes out for a corner. And, like, letter of the law, it's a penalty. But it doesn't get given. The referee has a f- clear line of sight of it. Like, he is... Yeah. You can... The camera is behind the referee. You can see the referee looking at the incident, and he mm. doesn't give it. So you're like, you know what? Those are always hard. I don't know. Like, ball hits arm, and you're like, I... I hate all of this stuff that they're doing with the rules now around intent. Apparently, they're changing Uh, the rules to remove intent. Like, it doesn't matter if it's intentional. I'm like, there's got to be a point. There is going to be a point where 
defenders can no longer have arms. Yeah. Like, you almost go... Well, you already see that, you know, defenders going to challenges, they've got their arms tucked yeah. behind their back, so... It's just unnatural, it's weird. Yeah. Um, I feel sorry for defenders, oh. but I think they have the the rough end of the stick with handball yeah. rulings at the stage, so... Anyway, anyway Paul, penalty. Paul yeah. oh, oh, sorry, Pen- the penalty, sorry, yeah. yep. Penalty, lot no of remonstration. Uh, I think the referees were talking for a little bit there, but uh, just didn't didn't change the decision, which I'm kind of okay with, because... This is what we used to do in normal football four years ago. We would talk about the refereeing decision. We wouldn't then talk about VAR for fucking five yeah. minutes. So um, the referee made a decision on the spot, whether or not it's right or wrong, contentious. You come up to whatever conclusion you want, but it's probably a pain for one for Oakley Cannons because they're desperate for points, and that would have got them a point, yeah. and it would have been good. But, you know, Port Melbourne, goal of the good. Um, Three the, wins in a row for Port Melbourne yeah, as well. And, like, again, doing it a bit dirty. You know, yep. they didn't necessarily well, you, command all of this game. They played really well throughout port parts, well, but... you got to get it done. Yeah. So, Port Melbourne, that's getting them up into seventh, but Oakley are now in the relegation playoff spot. Um, so, they're... I, I, yeah, feel I, mean, like, I feel like there's a point where Oakley... Oakley and South Melbourne, I think, are, are going to have good second halves to the season. Yep. But you can't bank on that. Like you can't well, just play mediocre exactly. football and wait for the second half and, of the season. And that's the thing. Like it's it's got to start at some stage. You know, like I'm with you. So like of the three teams that are in the bottom at the moment, uh, who is it? Danny City, Kingston City, and Oakley. Mm. Oakley are the only team who I can realistically see climbing out of that. Like I think yeah. that I think they do have and upside simply because they've underperformed, mm. you know, so extravagant, sorry, extravagantly mm-hmm. this year. But having said that, you know, like, uh, you've got to start getting results at some stage. Yeah. You yeah. know, and like, you look at the teams who got relegated. I know we said we weren't going to talk about the Premier League, but like Huddersfield and Fulham, mm. you know, who've been cut off relatively early. They just couldn't get those results. There was long stretches of winless Every games. Every week that it goes on that you don't get that momentum. Exactly, it hurts exactly, exactly. So, Oakley, I mean, they're just... They're still not cut off, but it's got, it's got to start at some stage. Otherwise, you can't just keep saying, oh, next week, next week, mm. next week, because by... You, well, sorry, by doing that, you'll get to, you know... Second half of the season, three quarters of the way through the season, you go, oh crap, we still haven't done it, and yeah. now we're and, and now we need to win every yeah. game in yeah. the last seven. And particularly no. if there's two other teams doing the same sort of thing, yep. like it, it's very difficult to go toe to toe. Oh, you know, if you yep. can, if you can break away, like the classic example is like Everton in seventh in the Premier League. I know we still want to talk about Premier League, but like Everton has just so long. Non-contest had a non-contested seventh finish in the Premier League. Yeah, you know, like they're above mid-table, but they're not troubling yeah. anyone. And yeah. it's like they just have this this zone to themselves. Yeah, and so you definitely don't want to sort of you you kind of want to be in that zone. You want to be sitting there, pretty knowing that you're going to string two wins together and make finals, or string two wins yeah. together and not be in a danger zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but you know, so Oakley are struggling. Let's talk about another team. That's struggling. Ooh. Kingston City taking on Green Gully. Because Kingston City, as we just said before, they're in that bottom three. Yeah. Things are looking grim for them. We went to the game last night, the Kingston City Green Gully game. First time we've got to see them live in action. Mm. I wasn't impressed by what I saw out of Kingston. 
What about you? I was super impressed. Oh, hang on. Why were you super I impressed? I was hey, so my, impressed. I know. I think I know where you're <laughs> going to go. What, let me rephrase that question. Were you impressed by Kingston City's on-field performance? Oh, you worded that so poorly because I was so impressed by their on-field performance. Ladies and what? gentlemen, if you've not seen oh, the highlights... Okay. no. So, okay, we'll get to the score and so, I'll hang explain on, let me, just, let me just clarify. You weren't impressed, but there was one thing that happened on the field that impressed you. Yes, exactly. Okay, so, yeah. yes. so your wording of the question was so poor. Okay, so let's talk about the... So, <laughs> Green Gully won 4-0. Awful result for Kingston. Not what they it wanted. It was never in nope. doubt. Like, it was an early goal. Bayou got a hat trick and just played incredibly well and um you know it was didn't realize he got a hat trick yeah did yeah, not did. realize that um amazing so it was two goals before the break well no it was, it was two goals scored by green gully before the break one after the break but by far the greatest thing that happened on that footballing pitch that night was the own goal that was turned in by Yalaz. Yeah, like, oh. like a second before half time. <laughs> it was so good. It was good. It was the most unorthodox own goal I've oh. ever seen because he's he's like two yards out. Yeah, so and yeah. he's gone to clear it, but he's decided to do a little bit of like a karate well, kick. Well, jump. So, so there's a ball played across, like across yeah, we the should line. Probably yeah. contextualise what's happened. So Green Gully this. had the ball like by the byline, sort of edge of the box, cross played. Goes past the goalkeeper, comes to him. Who he's two yards, lo- sorry, two yards out. What does he do? Okay, so what you do in that situation is you 100 percent get your foot on it and hoik it out for a throw in. Yeah. So you just like you want to carry the momentum of the ball on. Yeah. And just like and clear flick it. it away. Yeah. Clear it. Even if it goes out for a corner, that's yeah. fine. He's tried to clear the bar, but what he's done is he's tried <laughs> to. He's like kind of karate kicked and jumped in midair yeah. first to then boot well, it. He's put his laces to. He that is a superb connect. He's blasted it is into goal the top of the, of the round. round. Blasted into the. top I'm of calling it. It's goal of the round. It's just sort of the classic where you see that. I'd, I'd love that with some of the own goals where you see and you just go, "What was he?" trying like, to do <laughs> you know so like so he's blasting into the top and then you go oh, clearly he was trying to clear it but you're like that's just not a good idea and that was never going to work and funnily enough it didn't work no it definitely didn't work so um, but aside from that green gully looked pretty good i mean i don't know i don't know if green gully looked good uh, like it well, it's, a good, it's a, a good it's a good result for them i thought good Fletcher result. looked good i thought salmon looked good by you i so thought i he, didn't I, think i didn't think salmon looked particularly uh, good I think it was a very insipid performance by Kingston City to the point where yeah. every Green Gully player looked competent because that's all they needed to yeah. be. Well, it wasn't... Well, so, sort of going back to what I was saying, I think Fletcher looked good. I think I was impressed by Sam and how, how hard he was working, so... Yeah, his work off the ball is excellent. Absolutely, and he, and he was hungry for goals. He didn't get any, but he, but he wanted them, mm. and... I thought that was really good. Green Gully, good result for them. Obviously, Kingston City are the kind of team that they want to be beating, and they did. Mm. So, excellent for them. Uh, the result actually jumps them. They're now back up into fourth. Yeah. Good spot for them to be. Yeah. Exactly what you want from that kind of game. And yeah. Kingston City, you know, same as Oakley. I Look, oh, it's, even, it's, even worse than Oakley, yeah, sorry. I, I think they're worse than Oakley, and it's a, really, it's a really interesting one because, you know, there's no doubting it that Dandy City are going to be at the um, very the very foot of the uh, the league this season, you, I think. Reckon, and, yeah. and so there's still two other, you know, relegation slash playoff spots to go, and it's like, 
I can see Kingston City making up one of those two spots. Well, the, the only thing that I will say about Kingston is they were in a very similar predicament last year where they were down they the did, bottom. They scraped through, didn't they? They did, yeah. Mm. So they, I think it was, uh, it was like them and North Kent and Bulleen were sort of scrapping and Kingston City, they ended up going on a run. I can't remember. It was, they won like three out of the last six or something like that and they ended up climbing out of the relegation zone, out of the relegation playoff zone, and they ended up finishing safe. So that could still happen, but at the same time, they're at risk of getting cut off. Five points doesn't sound like a whole lot, but that's two results. Yep. Could be bad. Look, it's just not good signs coming out of there. On the topic of good signs coming out of there... Good signs coming out of Avenger Park at the moment, Branson. Yeah, very good signs. Avondale 6, Dandenong Thunder 2. This was a thumping win. Great result. Oh, sorry, pardon me. Great result for Avondale. Minor hiccup, obviously, last week with their first non-win away at Hume. Taking on Danny Thunder, and they just throttled them. Yeah, they they did the Avondale, put the foot on the gas, and just... Don't take to the floor the whole time. So, I hey, mean, did I say put the foot to the gas? Uh, I don't know. If you put your foot that, on the gas, yeah. Foot on anyway. the gas, foot to the floor. Foot to the floor, yeah. yeah. Foot on the gas pedal and then That's to the floor. Weird, yeah. I don't foot think... on gas pedal, gas pedal to floor. Yes. Is, yes, yeah. that is that is the sequence. And if it's a manual clutch involved at some point. Yeah, probably. I don't right. think... Yeah. We've not... We've not... <laughs> That's not our smoothest moment, and we do like to acknowledge a smooth moment, so let's acknowledge it. The not non-smooth so, yes, moments, yes. yeah. Anyway, we'll work on that. Uh, be a- highlights package Avondale, of the year. Avondale scored six. I mean, Liam Boland scored two, Stefan Valentini scored two, and Stefan Zinni scored two. Uh, Valentini came off the bench and netted a brace. Zinni and Boland have been prolific all year. Boland scored another penalty. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I started yeah, saying. I, started, I know. Started saying that. I'm like, oh shit, maybe you he also did. Like, no, he did. He you also did. did jinx him very heavily last night by saying Liam Boland will not miss a penalty this well, year. I, so next penalty that comes Liam Boland's way, he is definitely missing. Nah. And you can all thank well, I Branson had, Gibson. I had for a that. chat to him for our special interview. We chatted about penalties actually and how he takes them. He filled me with confidence. I'm backing him. Um, so yeah, Avondale, sorry, going back to Avondale, looked a little bit iffy against Hume. They didn't take the most, sorry, didn't make the most of their chances. They absolutely did this time against the Thunder. They scored early. They're up 2-0. Thunder never looked in it, to be honest. They never really stood a chance. I mean, they got a goal back to make it 2-1, then it was 4-1, then they got a goal back to make it 4-2, and there was about a four-minute patch after they made it 4-2 where the away fans were up and about, you know, the Dandenong players yeah. were up and about. I mean, they come back against City when they were uh, Dandenong City when oh, they yeah, were down true. by they three. Yep. So, you know, there was that little buzz for about four minutes of, hey, they've done it before, could they do it again? And Avondale said, absolutely not and put another two by him. So, bit of a tough result for, uh, sorry, for the Thunder but, I mean, you'd really sort of expect that mm. playing Avondale away. For the Avengers... I mean, they probably... It's just they more probably, of the same, isn't it? Like They it probably would, wouldn't be too thrilled with conceding no. two, uh, to be fair. But, I mean, it's a great result. They've scored 28 goals in nine games. They yeah. average over three goals a game. That's many goals. Uh, <laughs> three, in fact. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's many. It's, they've scored more than four times as many goals as South Melbourne. Yeah. Um, so they're on fire. The Thunder... They're sort of languishing down the bottom of that mid-table pack. They're only saved at the moment by the fact that Oakley, Kingston and Dandenong City are, like, languishing in that area. Yeah, yeah. Like, Dandenong... 
Thunder are capable. They're just, they're just there's no we do not know which team's going to rock up one week. Like yeah, and I mean it's not it's it's not the worst thing for the Thunder. I don't like. I mean like I don't think they're I don't think they're too bad. I mean they'll get some results go their way. <laughs> But, you know, to be honest, I sort of see them as, the, as a kind of lower mid-ish table kind of team. So the key for them won't be this week. It'll mm. be how they bounce back, not this week in the FFA Cup, but the week after that in the league. I reckon that'll be that'll be the key. Yeah. Um, moving on. Yes, moving Last on game. indeed. Last game, that's on me. Dandy City 1, Altona Magic 4. Another pretty basement-level performance by... I mean, mm. and I don't want to feel like I'm now mm. moving mm. off of Dandy City because they still top the $15 meal challenge. And they've got a special place in your heart. Special but place, on the, place field, in my heart, on the field. Port, I think Port Melbourne are taking over a little bit in the special place in my heart at the moment. Mm. But Dandy City, again, really flat performance. Um, they just looked awesome. so, so bad. And our tone of magic were just unbothered by them. Like, it, they really just were not even phased by them. Altona could have probably scored four or five oh, in the first half. I was watching I Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They yeah. looked like they could have scored five, six, seven. Yeah. And I, I'm like, they th- didn't. And, and I'm like, I, this is to a point where, like, the Altona Magic four-goal four scoreline kind of looks... I kind of go to Altona and be like, you really should have put them to the sword here. Yeah. You really could have put six to seven it's past so, them. It's so weird because they did put them to the sword, but they kind of didn't. Yeah. 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 I, I did, it's really harsh. But look, so Altona Magic actually played really well. So they were 3-0 up at halftime, 4-0 up very shortly after. Um, noticeable goal from Ross Archibald, got his first for the season. Um, but they were just in cruise control. Like, after 30 minutes, Altona were 100% in cruise control. They never looked like they were at risk. No. The Dandy City weren't even banging on the door of, of looking dangerous. I mean, there was a, uh, it was a late goal by Zach Thompson. Um, it was quite nice, but, you know... <laughs> Consolation goals in this league in particular, I feel, are going to mean nothing because Dandy City are not going to be getting to the point where goal difference matters. And, you know, well, they're, changing the goal difference from, um, you know, four to three is not going to help them. At well, this they've stage. already got like a seven point goal difference. Yeah, seven loss, goal, yeah. Oh, deficit, yeah. sorry, yeah. to Kingston and Oakley. So, but I mean. Yeah, your consolation goal needs to be 2-1 or 3-1. Yeah, exactly. No, so that not, you just keep, keep Yeah, so keep you're only losing by down, maybe yeah. one or two, not yeah. losing by three instead of four. Uh, the worrying things for Dandy City is the stress is starting. I reckon it's starting to show. The players, after yeah. the second goal, it, it doesn't look like they're having a good time. To, I can't imagine they would be, but it, it's really sort of starting to show. Yeah, players like- seem to be turning on each other. This is one thing that I got out of the game was I think Dandy City need a leader on the pitch. There needs to be a captain to sort of get them around. Now, that's a lot easier said than done because when results aren't going your way and you're not enjoying the football you're playing, it's very hard to motivate a team. But I feel like a leader on the pitch is is, is what they're probably crying out for at this stage. So, you know, it's just a hard one. I think it's going to be a really hard season for them. I'm, I'm going to call... I reckon they're going down. Yeah, I think uh, they're going I, down I, I've seen... After this performance, I'm just like... I. Yeah. I've seen very little from them that sort of indicates that they might stay up. Mm. And the one game that I saw the something that I was Barbie. like, yeah. yeah, and then they sort of blew it. So it's mm. really very much uh, doom and gloom for them. Prove us wrong, Dandy City, because we love you as a club, but we think you're excellent. 
stay up so we can keep going next year to get them goddamn good roast pork rolls. Absolutely. But and that's, uh, that's all the games, mate. It is. And on the topic of roast pork rolls, we're going to roll on out of here and come back for part two of episode 10 of the Semi-Pro Potty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two of episode 10 of the Semi-Pro Potty, where Branson and I take a little bit more of a light-hearted look at some of the things around football this week, less about the results and the fixtures, more about the feelings and emotions that we get out of the beautiful game. And we get many of those. Many. Quite a good little intro that I came up with on the spot, might I add. Point to you. Well done. Thanks, mate. Um, On the topic of points, what's the point of this segment that we call What a Name? Well, this is a good one because we're just sort of paying attention to great names that are floating around. The MPL in yep. Victoria is obviously our main focus. Mm-hmm. But then any other great names that we just sort of come across in, you know, football in general, stuff like that. Yeah. It's a multicultural sport. We love it for that. And what that means is that some very interesting names from different parts of the world. Yes, absolutely. Lots of nationalities, lots of... Uh, Lots of things that seem probably not common to someone who I have a very boring Anglo name, such as William Miles Chambers. Yep. So that's really boring. Yep. Like, that's yep. quite a boring one. So we yep. start to look at some more interesting ones. Yes, exactly. And the one that I want to look at is, uh, straight off the bat here, is Bernabeu Madrid. The yeah, the, the place or the player? Well, both, because that is amazing. That's amazing for multiple reasons. Have, so one, Bernabeu... I'm not sure if we mentioned this earlier, because we did this segment a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if we mentioned him. If we did, we didn't go into this level of detail, which no, is... No, because I think we're going to revisit this, because we need to interview him. Because I, yeah. we need to find out if his parents are massive Real Madrid supporters. Well, yeah, so not only is in an awesome-sounding name, but his name is comprised of the Bernabeu, which is where Real Madrid yep. play. So the name of the stadium, followed by the, the city, city that the city that they play in. So that's so good. Imagine if he's like, yeah, I'll go for Atletico. Yeah. Ooh. Rough. Yeah, that would. Yeah, he would have really not like. Imagine, imagine someone at Atletico Madrid filling out his membership form and it's being like, we're getting trolled here. <laughs> we are absolutely getting trolled. Um, so I get I like that format of um the uh, of the what it was it was the it, the city sta- the stadium, stadium and, the, and city. the city yes okay. and, and and that sort of got me thinking you know so Bernabeu Madrid mm. stadium city what other stadium city names for teams mm. can we think of that you know these aren't necessarily real names but yeah. that would be amazing so Cooper's Adelaide's a bad one yeah, I can well, already I was, tell you that's, that's quite it. bad that, mine, mine was going to be Amy Melbourne that was going to be mine Ooh, that, no, no, that was no, that, it, awful but that was going to be the example so mm. that people you know we can sort of understand what we're looking for so Amy Park Melbourne so thinking about it Bit on the spot. I've got a couple down here that I reckon will be good. Yeah. But we can also revisit... I like, I like how with little confidence, I reckon will be good. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I said, well, I came up with a couple of Go, names. rattle through yours, because I'm going to start doing some Googling. Okay, so the one that I thought would be good is Dortmund. Sorry, I've... Iduna Dortmund. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good stadium as yes. well, has to be said. Yeah, Iduna Dortmund, I think, would be... You know, it's got a bit of a... Uh, alliteration. Uh, they play. I think what is it? Signal Iduna Park. Yep. 
So Iduna Dortmund. Yeah, I like know? that a lot. That's actually quite a good name. Not, yeah, not that. too bad. Get it rolling. You know, the I've, other one, the other one that I think would be really good would be a bit of South uh, South American flair. Ooh. Bombonera Buenos Aires. Oh, that's nice. Bombonera is a great name for a stadium. I'm just going to get a dog and call it Bombonera. Well, Bombonera, bo- sorry, Bombonera Buenos Aires. You know, I think that's got, oh, you know, maybe a nice little, uh, nice little ring I've, to it. I've got know, one in city. Scotland. I've got yeah. one in Scotland that I quite like. Give it so, to um, uh, Aberdeen play at the Pataudry. The Pataudry Aberdeen. So, Pataudry Aberdeen. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. There was actually a good... Um, I heard this a couple of months ago. Um, not necessarily like city and like stadium related, but there's a club in Scotland, I think... I think it's Livingston. Um, yeah. They... In the Scottish Premier League. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure if they're in the Scottish Premier League. I think they're in the Scottish I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, we digress. They are sponsored by... Their arena is sponsored by a company called Tony Macaroni. <laughs> It's like what? a pasta company, and but the best thing about it is, is that their fans call their stadium the Spaghetti Hut. The Spaghetti. Well, hang on. So the stadium's called Tony Macaroni Arena, yeah. and they nicknamed it the Spaghetti Hut. That's that is pretty so dang good. good. That's pretty dang. That's the second best sporting nickname I reckon I've heard. The only Ooh, one better. What's the best the one. Only one better is um, on the Wikipedia page for like the Melbourne Derby, like the City Victory Melbourne yeah. Derby. On the Wikipedia page, it says, oh, yeah, the Melbourne City versus Melbourne Victory Derby. And then in brackets, it says, also known as Mel Classico. <gasps> I quite oh, like I that love a lot. Too. El Classico, Mel Classico. Oh, thought, that's really good. I thought that was the best thing. Not to sort of try to steal your spaghetti had. No, I, it's, I think they're on par. Oh, I mean, that's that's really pretty good. good. Yeah, that's really yeah, good. Mel Classico is clever. Spaghetti had is just exceptionally <laughs> clever combined with just underlying silliness. I just hear... Yeah, and every time I hear it, I laugh. And every time I say it, I get this welling sense of joy in my body because it's such a satisfying thing to say. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're going on a run, if you're in the car, just say spaghetti had out loud and just feel happy. It it almost sounds to me like a kind of insult that a primary school kid would use (laughs) to describe another primary school kid, but he knows he gets in trouble. You're such a spaghetti hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he knows he gets in trouble for swearing. I also don't wonder how long we're going to go before schoolyard taunts include sponsors like Eddie had to start being like yeah you want to pick on that kid we'll sponsor you that's weird I'm gonna I don't know about that one tenuous yeah probs. I'm not sure if that's makes up naming rights of... naming rights for insults yeah Okay, all right, maybe. It's a thing. I'm going to put that in the maybe won't happen bin pun. I mean, who knows? I love how we've got a bin, a maybe won't happen bin. (laughs) We need to set these up. We need to go to Kmart and buy like five bins and then we can have like, as we do the podcast, we need a bin count. We need a bin count. Do we? Every time that we say something, we have to go whether or not it goes in the bin or not because I reckon we're in a dead heat at the moment. Oh, that'd be good head-to-head. Um, yeah, binage of yeah, let's comments. Do it. Yeah, 100%. Nice. Anyway, uh, who wants to re-listen to all of our podcasts and bin each no, other? No, we won't do us? that. We'll start from now. <laughs> we'll start from now. Um, so I've got a couple of names that I like in the NPL. Yep. Are these stadium-related or non-stadium? Non-stadium-related okay. at this stage. Yep. Could probably be turned into stadiums. No, just, just for um, clarification. Davey Van Ship, yep. like that a lot. Like yep. like that a lot. Now, anyone who knows me outside of Sony Pro Potty, Knows that the Irish pub around the corner from me every Wednesday night does a sea shanty night. You do love that. 
sea shanties are essentially songs that they would sing on ships to pass time while they did menial tasks like and drink rum pumping the bilges and scrubbing the decks and shit like that yep. and I feel like Davy Vance ship is definitely a name that could fit within a sea shanty 100% yep. yeah okay yeah I'm not sure if it's like Davy Jones's locker or you know oh, Davy yeah. boots and shit like th- that, and then there's skip kind of ship ship well, exactly. Uh, you know, Davy like Jones. Uh, there's just there's a lot of room to work there. So um, yeah, there is multiple maybe layers. What I might actually do is I might actually work on a Davy Van ship chant to the tune of a sea shanty. See how that goes throughout the season. Right. Yeah, I'm going to set myself some dizzying goals this year. Do it. Excellent. Have, have you got another one? I do. Uh, T boy Kamara. Yeah. Just phonetically rolls off the tongue. Yep. T-Boy Kamara. T-Boy's a great first name. Great first name. Excellent. Like Superb. That's so It's good. like, who's your boy? T-Boy. That's very that's good. That's great. That's pretty um, that's also, sick. Also, having seen him play quite a bit, I think the T is quite a very significant trait in his game because he just seems keen to tee off at anyone at any point. <laughs> like, there was one time oh, well, in the game... Not, well, yeah, last in night, last night. Yeah. He's blocked the shot from... Was it was Alex, Alex Salmon? Salmon? Yeah. yeah, Alex Salmon's got a shot. So, like, you know, Alex Salmon, prolific goal scorer, shot on target. T-Boy Kamara just stops it going in the goal. Well, it's sort of weird, and then yeah, starts yelling it, at Alex Salmon. Well, and I'm like, of, well, Alex Salmon yelled at him first, I think. But it was sort of weird because, yeah, it was hard to tell if the shot hit him or if he was trying to flick it in he himself. definitely could have got out of the way, I'm sorry. Yeah. You reckon? Yeah, and I think he was trying to, like you said, just get a touch on it to like claim it. Um, and then, and then he also did get a yellow card for <laughs> giving the referee an all night. And it's like I think, four I think, nil up. And I think the spray <laughs> went for about fifteen seconds as well. So after five seconds, he got that's a bit excessive. And after ten, you're going, mate, you're you're really about to get a yellow card. Here. <laughs> like we can all see. And then he kept going, and he got one. He got what? I'm not surprised. Branson, yes. Random flag, calling yep. it. I'm uh, chiming yep. it in. Random flag. Are you mm-hmm. ready? Yep. Well, it doesn't really matter because you yeah, don't know much I'm nervous. Anyway. Yep. Those of you who don't know, we started last week. Random flag. Branson loves his national flags. And I so do. I am just randomly throughout Frothing. the course of podcasts. Yep. Call out a country and you have to describe the flag to me. And you get absolutely nothing if you get it right, but you get full on shame if you get it wrong. Yep. So this week, Angola. Angola, it is black on the top, red on the bottom, and it's got a yellow, it's got a machete, a star, and like a circly crescent thing around it. You are really Bang. good at this. That is Bang. quite good. Thank you. Nailed oh, it. Man, I was, because I, I was wondering if you were going to go like and get the machete thing wrong. You were going to call it like a sickle or something? No, it's, like de- it's, it's yeah, definitely got a machete. machete. Yeah. It's definitely got a star, and I think it's got a crescent or a half circle. It's like a crescent of a cog. Yeah. I feel like it represents industry or something. Who knows? Yeah, it probably does something like that. Yeah, I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah. It's a crescent shaped cog or something. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, well done, Branson. You passed the two test. Two for two. The, there we go. You're very lucky because the cryptic clue for that one was Kante is definitely a fan. And I was going to go... Angola, yeah, Kante? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, you know, okay. It's very tenuous. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a little bit. But um, that's... No, that's right. I got it right. There we go. Two for two. That's all we need. Um, Chuffs me. On the topic of... No, there's no segue I can possibly do here. Did Southern United win? Uh, no way, Jose. Yuck. They lost... Uh, can we put that in the bin? No, what, No Way Jose or yeah. Southern United? Well, yeah, considering they're not a particularly, like, flair team. Oh, well, their logo's got a little bit of a swish mm. and flick to it, maybe. Uh, uh, anyway, no, they lost uh, They lost 10-0 to uh, Box Hill United. 
That is, uh, their, their goals this season conceded must be mounting up. I know uh, they shipped something you, like 180 last year. Do, but... do you know what? Funnily enough, after a number of heavy defeats, it is. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, 100% it is. They've scored uh, one though, haven't they? Uh, they've scored two. Shit, yeah. Two, mate. Jeez, don't sell them short. They've scored two, but they <gasps> oh have... Oh my God. But they've conceded 90, uh, 97. That is a lot of goals. That's a lot of goals. Nine conceded. rounds. That's over 10 a game. That's We're not mi- great at maths, but thankfully all of these numbers are near 10, so yes, we can do some pretty good. quick yeah, mathematics yeah, yes. with it. Yes, that's many. Mm. That's ma- and, you know, we talked about South Melbourne. It's hard to sc- hard to win when you're scoring less than a goal a game. It's hard to win when you're conceding more than 10 <laughs> a game. scoring less than a goal a game. Yeah, unless you're like an AFL team and you give up 10 goals a game, you'd be backing yourself maybe, but for Southern United... No, that's not looking pretty Um no, and Box Hill are okay, but they're not necessarily an amazing side. I think they're I very the mid table. going there at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they're, they're mid table, so I don't think you should be getting drubbed ten nil by a mid table team. But anyway, it w- it's in keeping with their form, so it's not a shock to the system. Um, do you know what else was not a shock to the system, Branson? What? The delicious meal that I got to have last night well, at Kingston City. Yes. So this so is the we, uh, yeah. Well, so we went away to yep. Kingston City, a ground we've never. Oh, sorry, that we together have not been through before, mm-hmm. which is always good because it does. It means the fifteen dollar meal challenge can is, be done at a new ground that I exactly, been to. and it's always in play. Yep. So we went there last night. Really liked the field. It was surprisingly warm last night. I think it was like 29 degrees during the day. It was Positively balmy. Yeah, you know, got to wear shorts and everything. Lovely. And for you, mate, the food was in, on on point. It was so good. Tell so me about I, it. So what'd you have? Well, what were the options and what did you go for? So I went for an interesting one. I went for the uh, degustation. It's not really a degustation. I went for two sittings. $15. Right. I got a main and dessert. Stoked. That's not a bad idea for a first, Monday night yeah, as well. First time I've done it at an well, NPL fixture. Well, Monday night, 8.30pm as well. So you get something to eat for dinner and then you have something sort of like, what? you know, a little bit more desserty oh. evening kind of meal. So what did you have? So, chicken souvlaki. $10. Yep. $10? Steel. Absolute steel. Like, really good souvlaki as well. Probably a little bit light on the sauce, I've got to be honest. Like, garlic sauce, a little bit more of that would be great. But the... Pitta bread was just perfect. Yep. Fluffy, warm, crisp on the outside. Oh, it was just delicious. I was, I was having an absolute field day in my mouth with that meal. Um, so I had the chicken souvlaki, $10. I'm like, I've got $5 change here. What am I going to do with this? Yep. What did you do with it? Tell Second me. half, jumped in, cup of tea and a carrot and walnut cake. Ooh. Carrot and walnut. I did see you eating that. Bolter. Was it good? Like, was it good? It was so good. It had like the right amount of cinnamon in there as well. Like yeah. it was just a good, it was a very good dessert. But then also the kind of shame of me was that I also realised you could get lemon sponge cake. Yeah, and you didn't get that the first time. No, I didn't. Get you got it the, the carrot cake. You got the carrot. Cake. And so for you know, all for the sake of the podcast, you can't just leave. A lemon no. sponge cake, uneaten. You've got to be able to try to let you know the listeners know what to go for. So, yeah. so what did, you, what did you do? Did you just ask someone how good is the lemon sponge I cake? Asked how good is the lemon sponge cake as I handed over my three dollars to purchase a lemon sponge cake. <laughs> so you had two cakes. I had two. Cakes. Fantastic. Yeah. That is so good. And of the so of the two, which one did you prefer, the carrot cake or the lemon sponge? They were both very different. Like the the lemon sponge cake definitely had a nice sweetness to it, and the icing was delicious lovely mm-hmm. it was a beautiful cake don't mm-hmm. get me wrong 
Um, but there's something about a carrot and walnut cake. It's got that density to it yep. that you really like. And so you're standing out in a field with a dense cake and a cup of tea. And, you know, I'm so, a simple man. That's happiness. So you're going for the carrot cake. So yeah. for your $15 meal, you're going chicken, chicken souvlaki, carrot and walnut cake and a cup of tea, 15 yep. bucks. Now, there was also another Suvaki option as well, wasn't there? But that was there more was, there was, there was, I think it was about $11. Well, yeah, or something, something else, and that would have put you over. Yeah, because yeah. the second I looked at the menu, I was eyeing off that dessert package yeah. as well. Yeah, was, and they did, and Kingston had a wide variety of cakes as well. I think it was like oh, four, was it? four or so. Lovely, lovely staff there. We'll get to it later in the shout-outs, but, you know, lovely yep. staff, good for a yarn. Their club room setup was lovely, so, um, you know, absolutely loved it. Which, well... Exactly. Well, I mean, you liked the food there. Tell me, linking on nicely to the next little segment, what else did you like, mate? What we liked? Yeah, what we liked. And we like doing this every week, don't we? Just talk about the, the random things that we pulled out from the weekend that we really enjoyed. Because this is our first season as NPL audience members. Well, we, yeah, you know, we've always known a little bit about it, but the yeah. first full season yeah. really diving on in. So yeah. what what did you like this week? Get the um, ball rolling. So we got to stand with some Green Gully fans just by chance. Yeah, the, the away fans last yeah. night. So yeah. um, they were great. You know, they were just everything that I go to same professional football for. You know, they were yep. welcoming, talking to us without us feeling like we were encroaching on anything. Yeah, you know, they were laughing friendly, at our yeah. jokes. They were telling us their own jokes and everything. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this, even though we went to Grand Gully the other week. I did not know Grand Gully was a Maltese club. Neither did I. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't know that either, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just there's a very proud history of Maltese nationals, you know, migrating from Malta to Australia post-World yep. War Two, and, you know, making this their home and a very sort of proud country. So it was very good to sort of know that there was that, that part of it in the NPL Victoria yep. that I didn't know. And really random segue here, but you did have an interesting stat last night. Yes, I did. A- about Malta and, yeah. and Maltese, and sorry, the Maltese community here in Australia. Mm. Tell me the stat. So, what was it? I already know, but tell me again. Yeah, so the Maltese national newspaper sells more newspapers in Australia than it does in Malta. That's amazing. That's really good, That's isn't really it? really cool. Yeah. I like now, that. This and, is, and, and, and this stat's going back about eight years. Okay. But I, I learned it eight years ago, and yep. it was from, like, before then. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. this is... Even if it's not necessarily true now, you know, eight years is still within a relevant yeah. time frame. It's still, you know, definitely mm. of interest. In particularly, like, I work in, you know, media and journalism, so I find that very interesting as well. Yeah. Like, that sort of appeal and reach, but... Yeah. Very cool stuff. Love it. And I know that we're about to get into an election and everything, and there's going to be a whole lot of bigoted, racist people saying things in the public sphere, but just the fact that I like that piece of information hanging out with, you know, the Maltese community because that's everything that's right about Australia, in my opinion, is, you know, we've made up of some of our parts and we're Great. very multicultural. Absolutely all for it. What else did you like? Um, I sort of liked that I, when I went back for my second cake at Kingston City, I asked them not to fat shame me and they, and they immediately did. turned around to everyone and went, this guy's getting his second bit of cake for the night, everyone. Brutal. Yeah, and I was like, well, I probably wouldn't have <laughs> done the same thing in your... Yeah, and so well, you, to- you literally told him. I was literally like, don't told him. me for this, but they definitely just turned around and yeah. everyone had a good chortle at my decadent ways. Yeah. Branson, yourself? Uh, well, I liked Heidelberg, actually. So, went to Heidelberg, went to the Olympic Village. First time I've been there... Uh, went there on Saturday night. Was a little bit late, but made it for the uh, for most of the game mm-hmm. against Bentley. 
And I just thought it was a really cool stadium. It's very large, where it's got, you know, the, the running, running track. track around the outside, yeah. Yeah, but the old school running track. But I just liked it. They had the grandstand on one side. And the thing that I liked is I spent a lot of time at Avondale. Mm-hmm. Um, and Avondale doesn't have that same... Stand. Well, well, well yeah, well, one a stand, one a stand. But necessarily that same history. And by history, I mean both on-field... History, you know, Heidelberg, former NSL, and then off-field, sort of like that cultural connection. Yeah. And going to Heidelberg, they've got... get that cultural Well, and they've got got a really Greek uh, connection. I think northern Greece, to be a bit more specific. Uh, But, you know, going around there, and there was a lot of of Greek people. There was a lot of Greek flying around. Uh, There was just... and, And aside from that, there was just plenty of people around in general and there was just a good yeah. buzz good buzz and, on and a and saturday I, night and you know it was it was another we warming for a while you know we were we were wanting to head out there because it's, it's quite close to us it's probably one of the closer yep. closer grounds yep. to go to yep we are in northcote currently yep. so yep. not too far at all yeah um and so, yeah. yeah i just I, I just really liked it you know um the the biggest downside is that it is ginormous Mm. So like, but you know, they've got the stand on one side, which is good for the for fans' seat standing room. They've got like a sort of corporate boxy stand on the other, and then uh, like the bar and canteen behind the goals. And you know, just walking around there, I got good really, really good, really positive vibes, and I just just really liked it. Going back to you, what did you like? Um, I absolutely loved what you had to do at around about three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, mate. Yeah. Yep. So, for those of you who don't know, the Avondale game was actually delayed. It was the referee. The referee stepped out. Sorry, let me just this. You know how we talked about the start of the year, classic NPL moment. So like the lights going out. This is a classic. Yeah. So classic moment is referees have a look around and they go, "There's not the pre yeah for the pre match match inspection." So the 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 paint's not on the the six yard line. So there's there's the penalty box line. Yeah, yeah. So they're just like we need we need some paint on there. Yeah. And lo and behold, you go, yeah, that's fine. You know, club's got paint, but. Does the club have the keys to where the paint is stored? No, they do not. Yes, that is the so correct answer. Branson has to yes. go and nab his keys, do a cheeky Bunnings run, get some spray paint, and I believe it was a player who ended up spray painting the, uh, yeah, yeah. the line Bever- on. Beverly's injured at the moment. Yes, he did spray the line on. So I do. I, I am involved with Avenel, so completely separate to the semi-pro potty, but I do do some uh, some volunteer stuff down at Avenger Park. And yes, so the uh, your crafternoon session, as I've called it. Well, the referee, the referee came in. You know, literally five minutes before kickoff, and he just said, "Oh, yeah, there's a line missing on the penalty box, and we can't and we can't start <laughs> kicking." And the, and the thing that was sort more astounding was they'd already played the under-20s game mm. and so the referees in the under-20s game did a pitch inspection and they didn't notice so it's sort of I like... think I would actually I'm erring on the side of the referee here where I think like if you can't see a line with which you need to make crucial decisions oh, oh yeah. no, 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 no don't, yeah. get me, don't get me wrong 100% 100% but it's like <laughs> whilst I had to make a Bunnings run and kickoff was delayed, it shouldn't have, shouldn't have come to that. But it was just mm. very maybe very, play the first half or something. Very interesting, you know. So the coach, you know, uh, Zora Markovsky for Avonell is like, "What's going on? We haven't got the line." So he's like, "Well, someone better go to Bunnings." And I'm like, "All right, off off I go." So team sure. player Branson, you're a yep. team player. Yep, excellent. Um, next one, Branson. What did you like? Well, or so, well, controversially. Didn't like. Yeah, so this is a weird one. So the thing that I did like was Heidelberg. And funnily enough, the thing that I didn't like was also Heidelberg. So a little bit of a sound note, but 
the game was, as we said before, pretty feisty. Pretty you know, yeah. yeah, you know, two big rival clubs. You know, they've been they've played a lot of meaningful games in the past couple of years. A lot of you know, very competitive, a lot on the line. And this game in particular was spicy, red cards. There was a bit of, uh, not biffo, but there was an altercation after the whistle. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know, you know, Heidelberg won. And who knows what started it. Maybe someone said, yep, we won, get that result our way or something like that. And then Bentley... I don't think that's the greatest throwdown of all time. No. We won, we got that result. And then it's just a melee ensues. <laughs> well, we do have to get very friendly. A very know. Disney Channel melee. I'll tell you what happened. One of the Heidelberg players called the Bentley player a spaghetti hat. And Bentley went, oh, oh brilliant. Bentley. I'm having none of that. Yeah, I'm no, going to no, macaroni and the shit out of me. <laughs> We're not in Livingston, mate. So there was a bit of, bit of afters... Um, a lot of players running in, a lot of yelling, coaches yelling, and and this is all fun. This happens in in. I in think com- we've seen it a handful of times. And this happens this in competitive sport. And to sort of put a little bit of a um, emphasis on what happened, you know, there were a few players coming off with uh, torn shirts, which again is not the worst thing, and it could have been far worse it's than a that. Good image, though. Uh, it's not. It's not great. But this isn't what I had the problem with. I thought that was fine. You know, big meaningful game. That's okay. What I did have a problem with after was as the players were making their way off the field, so they were walking off and they have to go up the race. And this is probably the nasty side of, of sport and the NPL and yeah. you know I don't want tribalism wanna, and everything and about, I don't yes. and I don't want to throw Heidelberg under the bus here and say that it's just them who does it because Not it happens sort of all over the place, I'm sure at every club, Scott, you know, it, it all it takes is one or two supporters to, you know, say something controversial or mm-hmm. or whatever. But as the Bentley fans, uh, sorry, Bentley players were coming off the pitch, they were walking over the running track, up the race, and the Heidelberg fans were going off at them. And mm. not in a bantery way. It was in a quite no. vindictive way. There were a lot of swearing, a lot of F-bombs, a lot of C-bombs, a lot of gesticulating, a lot of yelling, yeah. and it just wasn't great. And, mm. and and again, not trying to throw Heidelberg under the bus here, but it wasn't just one or two people. It was probably about 10 or 15 people, you know, mm. running to the race and, you know, they're yelling into the into the tunnel, you know, they're banging on the net, and it, and it wasn't great. The one thing I will say, though, was there were a few Heidelberg board members there who did do... The right thing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And, and told people to calm down, told people to shut up, told people to move away. But that was a really sort Souring of... Souring moment, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, just, I just think we don't want to see that in the in the NPL. So right. hopefully we can keep that out of the game. Yeah, look, we're here for entertainment. Um, look, just uh, you, you're talking to people. You, you can you can you can be you can be passionate and you can be fervent with your um you know with your support but you know there's a line and you need to know the line. I think, and I think, but the I fact think that there are crossed. club officials yeah. there, there are club officials there that are stepping in. That's exactly what we need more of. It is. It is. Idiots but, are going to say things. Yeah, but, but you need the right people to step up at the right time. But I think time. I think there needs to be more restraint from fans personally. But anyway, that's a negative. We'll finish us off yeah, on God. a positive oh. though. Yeah. So the positive note is a hundred percent goal of the round. Mm. Goal of the round, the own goal in the Kingston game. Just, it genuinely fills my heart with joy, that goal. It just one of those ones where I can watch it and just be like, Whoa, what are you trying to achieve with that kick? But what it's you have achieved classic. is just rifling it into the yeah. roof of the net from two yeah. yards. What a hit. What so, a hit. And just the technique to jump before. Like, oh, just love it. Have a look at it. Fill my heart with joy. Other things that fill my heart with joy, massive bunny rabbit. Yeah. Called George. Yeah. Who... 
got his tip right this week. There we go. George, after getting his first one wrong, uh, he did tip... Uh, well, sorry, hang. So, just going it's back a little South bit. Melbourne derby, for, yeah. Yeah, for those who might be listening for the first time, George is my pet rabbit, and mm-hmm. so what we've started doing is getting him to predict results in that classic World Cup style psychic animal kind mm-hmm. of way. And so, South Melbourne versus Melbourne Knights, he tipped the Knights, and they lost this week. Heidelberg Bentley, he tipped Heidelberg, and they won one two nil. So, picked them to get up and. Indeed, they did get up. So he is now one and one. So. We keep George. We keep George for another week, one hundred percent. Yep. So he's floating around the five hundred mark. So uh, interesting thing, though, he has gone left to his left both times. So we put two bowls in his hutch. We place him down in the middle and see where he goes. He's gone left both times. So I wonder if that's uh, a bias could, that we've got. Well, could it be a trend, or could it? Well, I mean, who knows? Can so we maybe, uh, flip him around this time? So more often than not, we we face him. I uh, don't know what direction it'll be west. Oh, like, the, mate, the, absolutely no idea. The crate oh, has a western yeah, no, it orientation west. to it. Yeah, not, it is yeah. west, and the only reason I know it's west is because I know which direction the eastern freeway goes, and it goes in the opposite Very direction clever. of the eastern. Mm. So yes, he does face west. It's terrible at maths and compasses. Yes, unless we're talking about the eastern. So, so yeah, I so reckon if we, if we change it east and yep. just see if he goes right. Or if you guys left, because you're right, there is a bias here, and this is science, and we can't well, have well, maybe a little bit early to call it a bias, but it's you know possibly a trend. <laughs> yeah, we're, again, we need about a thousand before we can get yes. some sort of statistical anyway, relevance. Anyway, so George, we're bringing him back. We're going to keep him here. I reckon all year. Just see how he goes. Yeah. Um, more exciting. He's cuter than the random picker. Uh, if nothing else. Uh, so what we'll do More is... More expensive than the random pick. Oh, I'll tell you what, don't get me started <laughs> on that yet. Brands have had to take George to the vet a uh, myriad of times. Well, well, the vet's not too bad, but he escapes. He's got a large pen in the backyard, bigger than bigger than oh, the size of my bedroom, and he escapes. So Both two sizes, nobody listening to this oh, podcast has any context. Anyway, in. wrapping it up quickly, Brand had to go out and buy a $160 fence to keep George contained for his own personal safety. So you know what I want to start doing? Come to your house, go in the back, George go in the backyard, and let George out just yeah. to, like, screw with your I'll mind. tell you what, if he escapes from that fence, <laughs> he's going on Gumtree. That's like, that's that's what, that's where it... Not really, but also, joking, not joking. Anyway, uh, so we'll get George to pick an FFA Cup game this week yeah. as well. Uh, see if he can get into, you know, the positive on the win column. You know, more wins. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Lovely. Let's round it out. We've been doing this for ages. We have this is a long podcast so far. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. If you still have, you know, <laughs> not that they have. We don't know if they've stuck. with us. Well, no, we don't know. But if you have, thank you. I we do want to actually it. do a nightly podcast. I know I just said this podcast has been too long, but can we do a nightly podcast where we just really calm baritone voices and we recite match reports? Uh, you'd, word for you'd word. be good at that, Brand, wouldn't? With okay. my sort of more, I don't know, not high pitched voice, but it is a, it's a bit excitable. Um, yeah, yeah, good. Anyway. Shout-outs. Okay, Green Gully fans, we got to hang out with the Kingston game. I swear to God, about halfway through the second half, I heard the Green Gully manager yell out, keep your sheep, to his that, players. That is an underused football phrase, <laughs> keep your sheep. Yeah, I know, I just went, what does keep your sheep mean? And that's, but that's, we don't think that's what he actually no, said. So the we... Green Gully fans near us said, keep your sheep. And yeah. I was like, that makes a lot more sense. Lot, it makes more sense, but it's also more boring. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to those guys for finding my stupid mishearing quite funny and laughing at our jokes. Always fun. Branson? Well, I got to chat to... Uh, so, I went to the Heidelberg game, got to meet a whole bunch of new people, got to chat to... Uh, 
many, many people, actually. Uh, so I just had a the great time. The president of Heidelberg. Well, yes, indeed. a couple of board members, a couple of general fans, you know, just everyone at the club was very friendly, very willing to chat. Um, few of them had even heard of the semi-pro potty, which Excellent. is always a nice little feeling. Uh, but, you know, uh, just had a really good time It's exactly up. what we go to games for, yeah. is to talk to people and get to know people. And, the, yeah. like, I'm genuinely... I, I have not met someone that I haven't enjoyed talking to yet. And, and we chatted about all sorts of things, you know, football in general, Heidelberg, the NPL, I think they had the AFL, the footy was on in the club room, so a little bit of chat about that. Right. But anyway, great time. Will, you? Um, bit of a happy birthday. Oh, Laura Woodruff, one of oh. our all-time favourite fans. We met Laura Absolutely. on a train in Moscow for the World Cup. I reckon it was, or I did, yes. so with Ed. Uh, it was her first morning in Russia. Yep. And it just... Lovely human being, got to have birthday drinks with her and her family on Sunday. Staunch Melbourne Victory supporters, so it's kind of regrettable, but, you know, we love her. Yep. Happy birthday. Thanks for always listening Very to the podcast. Very happy birthday. That's it. Um, you got another one? Teo Palazzari. Yeah, big news. Big news on in the shout-out. A little bit iffy, but yeah. Yeah, so he's, he is, uh, he's, he's stepped away from Football Federation Victoria. Yeah, rumour is he's walked out. Yeah. Um, after three and a bit years. Which, do you know, it's a very... Football, anyone who works in football knows that you're stretched as a person. Yep. Uh, you know, you very much, you know, money's tight, resources are tight, you kind of get forced to do a lot of things. So I have no idea what's going on there, yeah, but all I wanted to say that absolutely thank you for everything that you've done because... Um, he's been great for the NPL. I, I mean, again, we don't know this, but I reckon he's been instrumental in, like, in particularly the live cast. Getting live streams, you know, getting commentators on board, you know, we've loved the commentary so far this 100%, year. And just, 100%. He wears many hats. Um, we don't like to miss him, but uh, we know that... Yeah, we don't know the full to... story. We won't speculate with why he may have walked out or left or what he's might have starting happened. his own television network to broadcast football from around the world the and only, he travels to every game the only thing that I hope <laughs> is that he's not starting a rival weekly NPL podcast uh, and no, the reason, I'd and, be okay with that no, because no. I would fold I'm sorry like, oh we you'd can't fold comp- yeah oh, we can't compete with I was going to say the opposite the reason why I hope he wasn't was for his own sake because we will not be defeated oh no we'd definitely oh. be defeated wow we've got very different differing <laughs> opinions on that one anyway uh, uh Moving yep. on. Yeah, so my shout-out is to you, mate, for uh, oh. eating eating two desserts at Kingston City, <laughs> all for the sake of the potty. You could have had one, you could have been content with that, but you said, do you know what? No, I've got to give more information to our listeners, to everyone out there, so you ate two despite, you know, potential health benefits down the track, but... Well done to you. Thanks, all, mate. All for the potty. Love it. All for the potty. Um, definitely research and not just me being a little bit keen on having two desserts. Yep. Just research. Yep, Purely that's research. It. Um, I have a shout-out, kind of a negative shout-out. Yep. The bus driver who drove straight past me when I was trying to get to the Heidelberg game. I have never caught a bus in my life. I lived in Melbourne, uh, in London for a year. Still didn't catch a bus in London. The first bus I was going to catch was to the Heidelberg game. Sitting at the bus stop, being like, this is a new experience, this is fun. Bus driver just goes straight past me. Yeah, it's not good. No, and it's like a 40 minute <laughs> wait between buses. And I'm like, well, that's that chance yeah. gone. Put me in the bin. Um, Bran? Uh, well, quick shout out to uh, to us for cracking the, dudge- the, cracking the double digit episode. Thing. I don't We're about know. to get into our angsty teenage years. Yeah, well, this is this is episode number 10, so double digits, you know, so shout out to us, you know, we started it, didn't know how long 
we'd keep it up. We've kept it up quite well, I reckon. And the plan is to, you know, keep going for many, many more. The next goal is triple digits, but we've done we've done a great job here. Yeah. Another another quick one that I want to have a shout out to is again sort of to us, but it's more of a reminder that we have a special episode with Liam Boland. I sat down with him yesterday, had a great chat. Uh talked about him, his career, similar to the Alex Salmon interview where we just um, had a chat about, you know, his, well, not to be too deep, but his life, his career, how he got involved into soccer. He's from Perth, so his journey from Perth to the NPL here and, and everything sort of in between there. So we've got that interview coming up. We will release it this week. I'd hope to get it up before our weekly episode at this stage, it looks like it'll be about the same time or potentially oh, after. Oh, you follow our podcast, you'll get a notification. Yeah, exactly. So that'll be up there. Um, I don't want to blow my own horn, but it sounded really good, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, so definitely worth a listen. And Liam is a great bloke and he's got a whole bunch of interesting stories and interesting insights as well. So definitely worth listening I've to. done a preview listen and he's a photographer. He is indeed a photographer. Did not know that. Yes, and he takes some excellent photos. Uh, and he's got a couple of cool stories about, uh, obviously, him taking photos. Another cool story about, you know, his his penalty style. We chatted all things penalties. And also... <laughs> that way to sell at Branson. Well, we chatted but, all things penalties. And uh, But also, um, what was the other thing that we chatted about? I don't know, something good. Oh, also how Clive Palmer... Spoiled his career. But anyway, you'll have to listen to find out more. The last shout-out we've got is to our friend... We don't know his name. The Aussie Absolute Gra- friend. Absolute friend. Uh, absolute... Him. Yeah, no, dead set friend. We just don't know his actual name. Well, yep. his actual name is Aussie Groundhopper. On Twitter. Oz yes. Groundhop. Definitely throw a follow. Yes, worth going through. He travels to a whole bunch of uh, stadiums around, around, around Australia, yep. and in particular Victoria at the moment. Uh, but he sent us a tweet, mainly focused at you. What was it? $15 meal deal. Apparently there's like a chivapi pack at one of the clubs. The, in Adelaide. It, it, so it, there's a chivapi at, at a club in Adelaide yeah. and it's... It it exceeds the $15 meal deal. It was deal $18. $18, but oh my God, does it look good. Yeah, but like, sh- shout out to the Aussie Groundhopper yeah. for seeing us and thinking of us and thinking of, well, well thinking of us, thinking of you, because yeah. Brand doesn't eat a whole lot, but Will does. Uh, but, you know, thinking of the $15 meal challenge and, you know, giving us a shout out right there. Yeah, look, we've had a lot of uh, great sort of followers on Twitter and everything. So just thank you very much, guys. We can't do it without you. This is absolutely everything we got into football for. Yep. So that's the end of part two, everyone. Part three, we'll be previewing the upcoming games in the FFA Cup round as we have a bye. Join us back in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three of the semi-pro potty. Quick one this week. Uh, we've got FFA Cup round in Branson. Um, yes. What fixtures have we got? I feel like we're going to just go in between. Yeah, we're going to reel them off. Uh, not 100% of the dates. Summer Friday night. Uh, sorry, summer tomorrow, Wednesday night, summer Friday night, yeah. summer Saturday. I don't know. Have a look at your local TV yeah, guide in the back of the newspaper. But, but yeah. here's all of them, so we'll go back and forth. I'll get the ball rolling. We have the Oakley Cannons uh, taking on Bo Morris. Uh, I've got Heidelberg versus Keeler Park. The Melbourne Knights take on Maroolabark. I'm glad you got that one and not yeah. me, because I was not <laughs> going to pronounce that probably. Kingston City versus St Kilda, that'll be a cracker. Yep, Hume City taking on Mill Park. 
Dandenong Thunder versus Northcote City. South Melbourne against the Essendon Royals. Altona Magic versus Box Hill United. Avondale versus Mazenod Victory. Preston Lions versus Dandenong City. Pascoe Vale against Moreland City. Uh, Werribee City are going to be taking on Green Gully. Um, Warrigal United will be squaring off against Bentley Greens. And Port Melbourne will be versing St Albans. Excellent. And Southern United? Are not playing. Are not playing. Well, this is good. They've got a bye. Uh, They can't lose this week. So their goal difference, no goals will be conceded by Southern United this week. Imagine if we found out they fielded an extra player and they got docked three points this week or something. Yeah, on the minus three. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so Um, those those are the FFA Cup. Sorry, those are the FFA Cup games. Uh, they're just all the MPL Vic One teams mm-hmm. games. Of course, there's, there's a whole many more games going. Yep, on. yep. But for the sake, it's already been a lengthy episode. We don't want to flesh it out anymore. So those are all the FFA Cup games. Match League of the action, round, though, mate. Yeah. What are you thinking? Um, well, a couple of interesting. Well, the one that I think of of those ones. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I reckon Dandenong Thunder taking on Northcote. Yeah, Northcote obviously got relegated last year, doing pretty well this yeah, they year. Are. Not in, not in bad shape at all. I reckon that'll be two very evenly matched sides. Yep. Um, out of all of those games, there they're obviously quite close, and that's that's my pick. Yeah, Kingston City versus St Kilda looked pretty tasty to me, but then uh, going down the list, that Preston Lions versus Dandenong City game, that'll yeah, be good. that'll be good. Yeah, I quite like that one. Um, Croatia Macedonia, yeah. and also you know Dandenong sitting on the way down. Preston Lions, a club that very much seems to be on the on way the up. up. Yep. yep. Um, so, which game do we want to get George to predict? Oh, that's a difficult one. I actually reckon your call of Danny Thunder versus Northcote is a good one. Yep. I definitely think so. And I think we need to change the orientation of George. Yep, we can do that. So we'll get George to predict the Thunder versus the Northcote City game. And then... FFA Cup this week and then back into the league action yeah. after Easter. And obviously we'll uh, be releasing the Liam Boland interview that we were talking about before, so keep your ears out for that. We'll probably keep your eyes out for that one because you'll see it on your podcast app before yeah. you hear it. Yeah, and it may come out before the episode. It may come out after. It all depends. Ooh, who well, knows? Well, once we hit publish, it all depends on which, you know, obviously the RSS and all that sort of, which one it pulls out so first. We can totally just choose when we hit publish. Oh, we probably yeah. can actually. Yeah, yeah. anyway, put in the bin. Put me in the bin. Anyway, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of episode 10 of the Semi Pro Party. Thank you very much to all of you who have lasted 10 episodes. You've done miraculously well. Thank you. Keep liking our stuff on Twitter. Keep throwing shade at us, talking to us. We love engaging with you guys. We love hearing about your experiences over in football land. Um, keep following us on Instagram, Twitter, Semi Pro Party, episode 10. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Be good. Be good.